What's up, fools? This is Nigel McGuinness. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is the king of old school, Steve Prino. This is Nick and Matt Jackson. What up, what up? This is your boy, ATH. Hey, this is TJ Perkins. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mike Bondo. This is Bobby Fish, one half of Red Dragon. It's the hit boy, Red Titus. And you're listening to the ROH Podcast. Or is it ROH Cast on ROHworld.com? They say they made all podcasts equal. They were wrong. These three guys are something like FBI agents. Be careful. Hello everyone. Welcome to episode 95 of the ROH cast. My name is Harry. I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com. And as always, I'm here with the other co-owner and the editor of the website. He is the podcast missionary. Stephen. Hello, everyone. And the American Bearded Nightmare, John. Yo, how's it going? Um, this is a, a rare Sunday edition of the ROH cast. Have we done a Sunday edition before? I think we have once. Didn't we do one a few weeks ago? I'm I sure. We, yeah, we did. I'm sure we said at the time that this is the first ever Sunday one. I'm not sure why we did it on a Sunday. I think we were previewing the pay-per-view. Which it just so happens is why we're here today. We'll be previewing... Best in the World 2013 in a little bit, which takes place next Saturday, June 22nd on our pay-per-view. Um, we'll run through all those matches and share our infamous predictions momentarily. We'll also be answering the questions and topics that you sent in. But before we get to that, we have some breaking news. John? Oh, I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm as your... professional as ever. That's the that, news. That is your damn theme music. Well, um, in the coming weeks, you will be seeing some uh, changes to ROHworld.com. We are leaving behind the hard news stories for the most part. We're going to bring more opinionized pieces and more editorial pieces to the website. And I'm not really sure what else to say besides that. Yeah, so we've we've started some of these changes today. The logos have changed. So we're sort of restructuring the site a little bit. Instead of simply reporting on the news, for example, um, Matt Hardy's world title match set for wherever, we would actually have a piece that sort of details our opinions on that. It's sort of more like the ROH cast is, where on here we don't just say what the news is. We sort of talk about it and share our opinions of it. So we're going to try and bring some of that to the website and have more of a sort of more of a discussion piece as opposed to just hard news that's just been reported that is, you know, can only be read elsewhere. So we're going to try and bring you more interesting content like that. And we think that based on, you know, looking at the analytics, that's what our readers and listeners um, enjoy. So we're going to bring more of that and we hope you enjoy it. And you'll still be able to get the news at ROHworld.com because in these opinion pieces, they, it will mostly be on the latest news, for the most part. Exactly. So you're going to get the latest news, just as you always do on ROHworld.com, but just with our our perspective on it, and after 95 episodes, you can know we have some interesting opinions and predictions, so basically we're going to try and bring some of that across to the website. And, uh, well, for those of you who follow us on Twitter, at ROH underscore world, or go on our forum, ROHworld.com slash forum, you will know we were scheduled to be joined by Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander on this week's episode of the ROH cast. We hope to talk with them about their tag team title shot next weekend at Best in the World. But unfortunately, um, it, it was it was cancelled by Ring of Honor, unfortunately. Um, that's the truth. Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander both wanted to do the interview. It was all scheduled for Thursday. But, the, you know, unfortunately it was cancelled at the last minute due to new policies in place by Ring of Honor. So... It looks unlikely we're going to be doing interviews as regularly and frequently as we have been doing before. You know, we typically do one or two a month. Um, it looks like they're going to be less frequent than that now, unfortunately, due to these policies. But we do hope in the future that we'll get to, you know, keep doing the interviews. So sorry to disappoint our fans, but that's, you know, out of our hands. We really want to point out that it was no fault of CNC at all. They were really excited to do it. They really wanted to, to chat to us like we wanted to chat to them. And it was... Not their fault whatsoever. It was a decision completely made on Ring of Honor's part, and it was it was a very last minute thing. It came out of the blue, really. Seeing as we've you know we've been doing interviews more or less since the the website started, really. Uh, you know, almost two and a half years ago, and now we've been told that 
there are some new policies or that these policies are in place and we just haven't been aware of them, uh, which makes it uh, unlikely that we're going to be able to do as, as many or any at all really interviews in the future. But we'll, we'll keep trying. We want to continue with them. We know you enjoy mm. them and we enjoy them. We enjoy talking to the, the, the wrestlers because the you know the Ring of Honor wrestlers have been nothing but but great to us since we started the website. Really, you know the the wrestlers themselves have been really helpful and have been the ones that really uh, you know make it as enjoyable as it, it is to run the website. So uh, we, we'll, we'll keep trying to get interviews and stuff, but we we can't really make any sort of promises at this stage because it's not looking too sort of likely that we'll be able to do them as as mm. uh, as often as we have done in the past. And uh, just one final note about this topic. Um, you, you'll probably know that on com we use a lot of graphics for the articles and for iPay-per-views we have match graphics. Unfortunately, we'll no longer be able to use those images. So you'll notice our art style will be going in a different direction, but we still hope they'll be, you know, be able to provide a nice aesthetic look to the site and hopefully it won't have to change too much. But uh, and we, have new, we have a new logo as well. Which we I do have a new logo. It's probably better than the... The real one. <laughs> you can check out the new ROH Wood logo on our website, on our Twitter and Facebook, and the forum. It's it's everywhere. So slowly all of our graphics, such as the ROH cast and ROH and SBG, will all be updated to feature our, our own custom logo. And from here on out, the images will then change to reflect that new style. So anything else we want to touch on before we uh, move on with the show in terms of these changes? Uh, not really. I mean, I'd say we, we hope to sort of, you know, despite the, the interviews possibly... Uh, not happening uh you know we want to sort of continue with the rh cast the rh cast, eh, cast will continue uh i don't know what we're going to do with episode 100 now uh we're going to have to sort of sit down and have a think about that if you you know if you want to tell us what you want to hear um you know other than interviews what we could do what would you would enjoy for such a momentous occasion uh that would mm. be great because we're going to have to sort of go back to the drawing board because we had some plans but they look like they're going to be it, those plans could still happen, but it'll be much harder to get them, you know, to actually go through, basically. Yeah, and yeah, he's not looking too lightly. So, uh, yeah, if you could, you know, drop us some ideas, uh, anything you'd like to see, and if we can make it happen, then we'll, we'll try our best. So, yeah, the rhworld.com will be the same as it always has been. We'll have the reviews, we'll have the latest results, and instead of just being the hard news, basically, it'll be our perspective on it. So, we hope you guys enjoy the new content and uh, be sure to check out rhl.com and the forum as these uh, changes slowly become to happen. So I believe that's everything. Unless American Bearded Nightmare, do you have anything to, to close on this topic? I just hope that the changes uh, are appreciated and that people still like the content we're providing. Oh, well, that's a good way to end it. So now we're going to preview Best in the World 2000 and and 13 and uh oh 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 sorry i actually have my the investors from rh order on the phone right now um i'm gonna have to leave unfortunately and hand over the rh cast to steven for the rest of the show um but before i go i want to say i want to take a stand episode 96 of the rh cast matt hardy will be the roh world heavyweight champion on that note I will see you next week. With, with that bombshell, he's off. He's took a stand, and now he's... He just, that's the equivalent of, of dropping a one-liner, uh, dropping the mic and walking off stage. <laughs> I think he just did, yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll look forward to Best in the World, which is next Saturday. Uh, it's at 5 p.m. Eastern, so for people in the UK, it'll be the earliest start of, uh, of 10 p.m. Uh, your Eastern time, aren't you, John? So that'll be 5 o'clock for you. That is um, 5 o'clock for me. 4pm Central, 3pm Mountain, 2pm possibly the other one, Atlantic, is it? Pacific. Pacific, that's the one. I, then, I'm, not, I'm not good with seas, unfortunately. And if you want to go with Hawaii, what time is it there? It's Hawaii time. It's 11am Hawaii time for best in the world. 11am? Yeah, wake up, wake up, get some early morning. That's not really early morning wrestling. I guess that, that's that's early morning for me. Yeah, I'd, I'd consider. I don't think I've ever watched wrestling at 11 a.m. to be honest. So that'd be yeah, that'd be strange. Um, yeah, so uh, Ring of Honor returns to to Baltimore. Uh, is this the first pay per view from Baltimore? This is the first pay per view from Baltimore, and will also be the first TV tapings from Baltimore this year, I believe. Yeah, they did they did a lot of the early ones at, uh, in Baltimore. Obviously, that's where Ring of Honor's based now. Uh, but yeah, they'll be going back to. Uh, 
on Saturday for Best in the World and Sunday for the TV tapings. We'll start with the uh, Best in the World I pay per view first. Uh, we'll run down the card from sort of bottom to top, really. Uh, first match on this card is not one I'm particularly looking forward to, I have to say. Uh, it's labelled as a grudge match, and it's BJ Whitmer versus Mike Bennett with Maria Canellis. Uh, John, are, are you looking forward to this any more than I am? Are you looking forward to it at all? No. Um, I'm not either. <laughs> I, d- I, I could not be looking forward to this match less, which is weird because I like watching BJ Whitmer matches, and I like watching Mike Bennett matches, and I like looking at Maria. <laughs> but I think combining them into one singular match is just a horrible combination. It is. I mean, I I, I like BJ Whitmer as well. I think he's put on some really good matches the last few months. Um Mike Bennett, I've said before that I'm not a massive fan of Mike Bennett, but I, you know I don't particularly dislike him. It's just his style of wrestling doesn't really get me excited to sort of see him, and it it just sort of it just sort of screams as a as a mismatch. You you don't think of putting these two guys together, do you? In it in a match, I mean it might because we've got such low expectations, maybe it will surprise us. I know we've had matches in the past where uh, I think Bennett and Mondo uh, was was quite a, a good match after we sort of thought it was going to be a bit bit rubbish but um yeah i mean i mean for bennett's future i mean is he's, he's, he sticking around is he not is this going to be his last ring of honor match we seem to say that every single time he has a match now but is this the last time we see him do you think i hope not is he on, I, i'm not sure if he's on the schedule for the tv taping um thing is he's been mismanaged so much the past year or so if he does stick around, would he be able to recover and do anything of note? Yeah, I, th- I think that's the point. I think the, I mean, I know we said it, uh, you know, over and over again. But final battle 2011, he should have won the, the TV title then. Um, I think he would have really benefited with the TV title because, you know, he's a he's a guy that you know his character is good. He, you know, during his sort of uh, you know his run where he was you know really focused on, he he was probably had one of the better characters in, in the company and. You know, heel-wise, he's probably now Charlie Haas has gone. He's he probably would be one of, if not the you know the most hated sort of heel behind Matt Hardy. So, uh, character-wise, he would have worked well as a TV champion. But as you say now, that he's sort of been floundering for so long now that will he will he be able to recover? I, I'm I'm not sure. I don't think he'll be coming back sort of full time, which sort of begs the question: Why are they doing this match? Because you know, BJ Whitman's not going to get any sort of great rob from beating mike bennett it's not you know and mike bennett isn't even if he beats bj whitman which is very very unlikely it's you know he's beaten lance storm in the past and and that's not how he's beaten jerry lynn and that didn't do anything for him so uh i don't think this match is going to be anything to write home about um i can't see this being the opener because i think this is going to be a lot of people's toilet breaks isn't it so yeah i can uh, see <laughs> I can see the next match we're going to talk about as the opener, though. Yeah, I definitely think so. Uh, in terms of who's going to win, I think it would be absolutely ridiculous for Mike Bennett to win this match, but he's won a lot of sort of high-profile matches in the past, but I'm going to have to go with BJ Whitmer, I think. I completely agree. I think it has to be BJ Whitmer. I think the only thing that maybe would suggest that Mike Bennett win is some sort of scum involvement to screw BJ Whitmer out of the match, but I'm not sure You know, we want to see maybe scum get involved in so many matches, you know. Yeah. Do you expect a cheeseburger appearance here? Yeah, possibly. I didn't think of that, but that I, I think that's probably quite likely. Um, I'm not sure what will happen, but he'll probably try and go for Maria again. Um, and who can blame him? Uh, but we'll go on to the next match, which you said, you know, I have to agree with you that this will probably be the opener. It's the American Wolves against the newly named Adrenaline Rush of ACH and Tadarius Thomas. And, Let's talk about the name to begin with. Adrenaline, uh, adrenaline rush, really? Is that, is that the best they could come up with? It's not just adrenaline rush. It's adrenaline rush because exactly. rush is in all caps. And I believe they called <laughs> adrenaline wrong, did they not? On the I, I think on, they, I think they have. Isn't, hasn't that, adrenaline got an e on the end? I sure believe it, it does. I just Google it, and in fact, does have an e on the end. So yeah, so this is awkward. <laughs> uh, so. Well, we won't talk about the name anymore. ACH and Sedarius Thomas have uh, have done well as a team. They'll be, I mean, all joking aside, this match should be really, really good. Uh, it's a bit of a random match to put together. I mean, the Wolves really weren't really doing anything, so rather than putting in singles matches, uh, you know, this match, you know, this match sort of makes sense. Would you have preferred maybe 
Tadarius Thomas and Eddie Edwards and ACH and Davy Richards because ACH and Davy Richards really sounds you know interesting to me. Um, yeah, you could have at that point knocked off the BJ Whitmer Mike Bennett match to make room for a match like that, which I thought I think would be two really good singles matches. But I'm fine with it being a tag team match because the Wolves are kind of just biding their time at this point until they get the next title shot, and this is a would give. ACH and Tadarius Thomas, a great rub, and just the opportunity to be in the ring with American Wolves will do great things for their standing in Ring of Honor, especially if they look competitive. Yeah, I think this is all about just building up ACH and Tadarius Thomas a bit more. And as you say, I think the Wolves are, are still going to be the next tag team champions. They're waiting just for that next match against uh, against Red Dragon. But uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about this match because there isn't really any sort of storyline behind it, but it should be a fantastic match. Uh, ACH especially has put on some amazing matches. You know, he's his match against Jay Lethal, uh, the honor, uh, honor, what was it? Honor in the heart of Texas. I think that was it. Um, yeah. That was a really good match. You know, his match uh, against Michael Algin at I can't remember what show it was. The few shows ago, uh, that was really good as well. So he's he's probably been the uh, the standout star of, of of 2013 so far. He's been he's been really good. Um, the next match is a a match that. I am really looking forward to. It's a special challenge match as Michael Elgin takes on Tommaso Ciampa. Are you are you looking forward to this one as much as I am? I think this is going to be an awesome match. I'm a huge fan of both Michael Elgin, obviously, because he's great. And I've always liked Ciampa, even though he was kind of being hidden, his talent was being hidden with all the squash matches for a while. But, you know, right at the end of Ciampa's last tenure, before he got hurt, he was starting to have some great matches with, with Jay Lethal. So I think... If he's able to come back and match those kind of performances, we could be in for possibly the match of the night here, I think. Yeah, I think this definitely could be up there. I mean, uh, as you say, you know, Champa during his first run wasn't booked brilliantly. You know, he he seemed to be having squash matches for about 18 months. He just didn't seem to progress. But since he came back, I've, I've really liked the way they've booked him. You know, just his entrance now, he's, it just seems, because it's so much different to everyone else on the roster, it just makes him seem special and you know they've they've built him up really well since he came back. You know a couple of sort of uh, dominating victories, uh, and it was you know when I first heard about you know, from the spoilers of, of Champa sort of going you know uh, going up to Elgin and sort of challenging him, I was a bit sort of I don't know I didn't really understand it, but I think it's it's done Champa wonders. They've really sort of pushed him uh, as a as a main guy now. Obviously Elgin is still number was well, he number five contender now number four? Uh, I'm not quite sure. He's um, slowly working his way up. Yeah, slowly getting there. Um, but yeah, they, they, I'm I'm really pumped for this one, and this should be uh, a great match. Um, who do you terms, think wins? Yeah, that's the that's the thing. I just don't know who wins this match. I mean, I think I would say Algin at this point, just because they seem to be building Algin up a lot. I mean, the scum angle is really helping Algin. It's just making him look like a total monster. So I think once the scum angle's over, I think Algin could be next world champion. Um, I think Champert. I think even just a you know a, a really close loss in this one would would still do him wonders because you know he's only just come back and he's looked great so far. Uh, I I can't see Champa winning. I just I don't think it would make that much sense at this point. I mean, what do you think? Well, at this point, Elgin does have the guaranteed title shot at some point, so he could technically afford to lose this match without hurting him too much, and then that'll also give him a automatic you know a contender immediately when he gets the title if Champa does beat him. But I th- think Elgin's going to win this match and Champa's going to come up just short. Yeah, I think that will happen. And uh, both guys should look uh, brilliant coming out of this one. I mean, do you think this is a sort of a, was sort of like a mini feud just to, you know, have them both in a, a good match at this pay-per-view? I mean, do you think this is a sort of feud that's going to sort of continue or do you think they'll both go separate ways after this match? They'll probably go separate ways, but they'll probably revisit this at some point in the near future. Yeah, I think it'd be one of those where it's sort of a rivalry more than a feud, and because uh, they're both sort of similar in in their sort of attitude, so I think that would be fine. And uh, so the the next match is another one, uh, like the, the match we've spoken about, is one that should be really good. It's a return match from Honor in the heart of Texas. It's Roderick Strong against Adam Cole. Uh, having watched that match from that show, that was a really, really good match. Uh, but they managed to sort of they they did a lot of things in the match, but it still sort of wanted to you know it left you wanting more. So they they did a really good uh, job of sort of setting up this match, and 
you know, on iPay-per-view, it should be given a bit more time and it should be a high-profile match. And I think that, you know, that the one at, uh, in, in San Antonio was, was very good. So this one should be even better. I mean, uh, I should imagine you're looking forward to this one as well. Absolutely. I have not seen that show from Texas yet, but I heard this match was incredible there. And it should be obvious when you have Roderick Strong and Adam Cole in the same ring, you're going to get a great match. And I believe Strong has been working more of as a babyface lately, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He seems to have uh, sort of uh, yeah refreshed his character, which is uh, he's fine. I think he uh, you know he didn't really work as a, as a heel. You know, he wasn't really doing much anyway. Uh, I think he he's he's looked really good since going back to sort of a face character. And you know, at the end of the match in, in San Antonio, Cole sort of uh, refused a handshake. So I know there's been a lot of you know is this Cole's heel turn? I mean, do, do you think this is a a chance for Cole to turn heel. I mean, who do you think wins this to start with? I think if they're going to turn Cole heel, if they're going to turn Cole heel, they'll need to have Roderick Strong to win, and then have Cole just kind of attack him after the match. But if they're going to continue kind of building the tension of Cole's heel turn, because we've seen how long they've built tension in the past between turning somebody face and heel, I think he might get the win. It's it's. I I can see if he gets the win, he because the whole. Heel turns been based around him not following the code of honor. Yeah. So if he, so if, he yeah. so if he does get the if he does get the win, I can see him sarcastically shaking Strong's hand to kind of further lead to the heel turn. But if he loses, I just see like a post match attack to cement it. Yeah, I think a lot like the Elgin and Champa match. This is one where I'm sort of I'm, I'm on the fence really. I'm not sure who's going to win. Um, I mean, regardless of who wins, I think it should be a fantastic match. As I said, the one in, in San Antonio was great, and this should be even better. Um, I, th- I think Cole will be turning heel, but I'm, I'm still not sure if they're going to do it while the scum angle's still continuing, because uh, I don't know if he'll be over- overshadowed by that. But I'm, I'm looking forward to what, what they do uh, in, in this match, and that should be another great one. Um, next match is a grudge match between Kevin Steen and our favourite, Matt Hardy. Um, I'm I'm actually kind of looking forward to this one. I think I think Steen will be able to carry Hardy to a to a, a good match. Um, what what do you think? I think their personalities alone is enough to make this an entertaining match. I think when you have somebody like Kevin Steen, who's known for just his personality and who he is, then you have Matt Hardy with with all his charisma. And you know, although he might lack in terms of in-ring skills compared to other Ring of Honor wrestlers, he makes up for it with his character. And I think this will be a match based around their two characters, and I think they'll make it work in that regard. Yeah, I think this match will be more about telling a story rather than just having a great match. Um, as you say, you know, both have got really strong characters. You know, I'm, I'm kind of liking Matt Hardy in his role in, in Scum. You know, I don't particularly want to see him wrestle that much, but I think his character's good. I think they've, they've booked him well since he, he joined Scum. Um, and, you know, Hardy's basically the last guy that Steen has to get through to, to get through the whole of Scum. Obviously, he hasn't taken out Carino, but, you know, Hardy's the last sort of uh, wrestler in Scum that he has to take out. And, I mean, I, I just don't see why they'd have Steen win this match. Um, you know, Hardy has a world title shot the next day. Him losing here, I think, would kind of just, I don't know, it would weaken him a bit. Uh, and it... You know, I don't know how Steen, Steen's going to lose this match, but I know, you know, Nigel McGuinness still isn't sort of uh, accepting Steen as, you know, a changed man. So maybe him losing to Hardy would, you know, further sort of uh, continue that that storyline. I mean, can you see Steen winning this one? No, I think Hardy has to win this to build him up more for the title shot the next day and to continue that Nigel McGuinness not being able to trust Kevin Steen angle they're going with. But unless there is the rumor that this, not a rumor, there is speculation that the whole scum angle could be blown off this weekend in Baltimore. So yeah, if they are yeah. going to do that, they could have Kevin Steen win here. They could, uh, but I, I don't know. I just don't see, especially with the title match the next day and, and the importance of it, I don't see Hardy losing this one, to be honest. Um Next match is the first of three uh, title matches. It's for the uh, Ring of Honor World TV title, and it's champion Matt Taven with Truth Martini or champion Truth Martini with Matt Taven, whichever way you want to look at it, uh, against Jimmy Jacobs against Jay Lethal. This was supposed to be a one-on-one match against uh, 
between Taven and Lethal, but Scum were added to uh, the TV title match and the tag team title match. Uh, so Jimmy Jacobs is, has been placed into this one. And uh, I'm not too fussed about that. I, I like Jacobs. I know you really like uh, Jimmy Jacobs. Um, and maybe maybe a triple threat match will sort of be able to hide sort of Taven's uh, um, sort of, I don't, I don't want to say sort of negatives, but it, it, mainly Truth Martini, really. I think a, a triple threat match will, will have a bit more action and will probably keep the... Uh, audience's eyes on, on the ring rather than Truth Martini. I mean, well, they, we say, well remember, at, I think it was Supercard of Honor. Yeah, I just remembered that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Taven against uh, was it Matt Hardy against Adam Cole, which was quite a disappointing match, mainly due to the fact that 95% of the, the match was was spent looking at Kevin Kelly and Scarlett. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Matt Taven has, uh, again, for, from that San Antonio show, he had a really, really good match against uh, Eddie Edwards, and he worked you know, really well as a heel, just on on his uh, on his own. You know, Martini wasn't with him. That Hoopla Hartis weren't with him. He was on his own, and he put on a really, really great match with Edwards. And he, you know, he, he can work the crowd really well as a heel on his own. He doesn't need Martini to to steal the spotlight. Um, but I, I think this should be a really good match. You know, Taven seems to be improving. Uh, Lethal always, you know, adds to a match, and Jimmy Jacobs as well as you know has has been great recently. So. I have high expectations for this one. I hope this one's uh, really good and sort of continues Taven's pretty, uh, you know, pretty decent run over the past sort of few matches. Um, in terms of winning, I can't, I can't really see Taven losing the belt here. Uh, can you? No. Before I talk to, talk about the match, I'm going to ask you two questions. Oh, put one, me on the spot. One: Have you seen the hoopla uncut with Jay Lethal? I have, and it, it I didn't, I didn't really see the point of it. Why must every wrestler make out with every woman on the roster? And why are they all faces? Why? Sh- what, what world of Ring of Honor living in that they think that sexual assault is something that should be celebrated and embraced? <laughs> yes, sexual assault for the win. It's like what? Since when was? Since when did good guys go around just kissing random women in the street? I mean, I just, I, I, I didn't particularly like it. And it, my it, other it, question. It made me think of, of Mike Mondo's uh, attack. And, and as my, well as Cheeseburger as well. I know Cheeseburger uh, did get involved. And my other question is, why would Nigel McGuinness put scum in these matches? I have no idea. It make, it, in my, idea, my mind, it makes no sense. I mean, from scum's point of view, it makes total sense for them to want to be in the title matches because, you know, Titus and Compton as a team have, have done quite well and... You know, Jimmy Jacobs has, has beaten Jay Lethal a couple of times, and no one ever does that. So, uh, you know, it, from their point of view, it makes total sense for them to want to be in the matches. But why would Nigel give want to give them the chance of winning the tag team titles and the TV title? That, in my, it just my mind just make any sense whatsoever. I mean, Steve Crenner doesn't have any say on the booking, and he's already getting title matches for his men anyway. So, is him becoming Booker really that much of a, a deal? If big deal if they're already getting title matches yeah i don't understand i think it's it kind of dilutes the the whole steel cage warfare match the next day in my opinion i mean i said if korean if korean can just sort of demand matches he wants anyway is him becoming matchmaker that much of a big deal i don't think it is but uh yeah that makes no sense to me uh so matt taven retaining here i think i believe so i think if anybody i think if there was a challenger to win this it would be jimmy jacobs if they're going to continue the scum storyline, and if they want to get all the belts on scum, I think if they are going to do any belt on scum, it should be the TV title because I think that would make the most sense since it is a television-based company now for the most part. Having a, having the champion of TV would be the best way to go about destroying the company. Yeah. If, if you're following what I'm saying. And I'd really love to see Jimmy Jacobs get a singles title. But I, I still think Matt Taven is going to retain it. And I think it should be a very good match as well. Yeah, I have high expectations for it. And uh, I agree. The, I think the only way Taven's losing this is if they go with the whole scum getting all the belts. Uh, I mean, Jay Lethal would gain absolutely nothing from becoming TV champion. Um, so I can't see him winning. And Jacobs will only win if they do the whole scum winning the belts thing. But yeah, it should be a great match. And uh one that I'm looking forward to. So you don't uh, want to see another Jay Lethal t- TV title run full of time limit draws? Surprisingly, not. No. Um, I like Jay Lethal. I like his matches, but at this point, he does not need the TV title at all. Um, 
No, he doesn't. Uh, next match, uh, Ring of Honor World Tag Team title match. Uh, champions, Team Ambition, uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly defend against Scum, which uh, is Rhett Titus and Cliff Compton, and Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander. Um, again, you know, this was supposed to be a, uh, a Red Dragon and CNC title match, but Scum were uh, put into the match for no uh, reason whatsoever. Um, but again, I think this match on paper looks pretty impressive uh, i'm glad it's not just red dragon against scum because that match wouldn't in my opinion be that great but having scum in there uh with the other two teams i think that'll be uh i think that'll be a good match i was a lot more excited for this match when it was just cnc and red dragon i have yeah. no desire to see titus and compton team in this match no i mean i, I think the only well, we've already discussed that there's no reason for Scum to be in these matches. Um, I think them, it, you know, the fact that it is a three sort of three-way matches will limit their activity in the match, which is good. Uh, I mean, they're a decent team, but not a team that you're going to particularly, you know, want to see go one-on-one with uh, Red Dragon. But uh, I'm a bit disappointed for CNC that they haven't sort of got the big, you know, tag team title match on iPad view that they they deserve. Uh, so in terms of who's going to win this match, uh, much like a TV title match, I can't see Red Dragon losing unless they go for the scum winning all the belts. Uh, I mean, do you think there's any chance CNC uh, win this match, John? Unfortunately, no. I would love to see a CNC title reign, though. Yeah, I think definitely in the future I'd, I'd love to see that, but I don't think this is really the time. I mean, even as good as CNC are, I mean, they haven't really been built up that much recently. Uh, this title match is sort of out of out the blue, really. They've been losing quite a, a lot to Scum. Uh, so maybe once the Scum uh, storyline's over, maybe CNC can get back into title contention then, but I, I, I don't see Red Dragon losing this, unless they go with Scum winning all the bouts, which hopefully they don't. Uh, and on to the main event. Uh, it's uh, an all-Briscoes uh, main event for the Ring of Honor World title. It's Jay Briscoe defending against his brother, Chicken, Mark Briscoe. Uh, I know Harry wasn't looking forward to this one that much but he's not here so uh no need to worry about that i know uh, you definitely were i know you're a big fan of the briscoe so uh is this one that you're looking forward to this is one i'm very much looking forward to it doesn't make much sense why it's happening since mark lost the tv title match last month mm. but it still should be a great match these two always have fantastic matches against each other so although it, it there's really no chance of jay losing the belt here I think it should be a just a very good main event. Yeah, I think it should as well. I mean, I know, uh, as you said, you know, the, the storyline behind it, there really isn't a storyline that Mark just sort of said he wanted a title match and got one. But uh, it, uh, there wasn't really much else that they could do, especially with Hardy getting the title match the next day. Uh, I don't think there's any chance Mark's winning. You know, Mark's going to win this, but it should be a great match. As you said, you know, both guys should have really great chemistry together. And, uh, you know, as again, like the Steen and Hardy one, you know, their characters should, should really make it that much better. Uh, you know, they should play off each other really well. So I think, you know, without having, even without the storyline, I think this match should still be a, a fantastic main event. Uh, I can see it probably being the best of Jay's defences so far. I mean, I don't think his reign's been as great sort of match quality-wise as I'd hoped, maybe because it followed Steen's, which just sort of had seemed to have amazing matches every single time. Um, I mean, I know you you watched the uh, Richmond show, didn't you, with his match against BJ Whitman? How, what was that match like? That was a good match. I thought it was better than his defense against Cole, which is the only other Jay Briscoe title match I've seen. Mm, and I saw his one against. Um, and I've completely forgot who it was against. <laughs> uh, Davy Richards. Of course, it was Davy. So I was going to say Eddie Edwards, but that's that was obviously from uh, the Columbus show uh, last weekend. Yeah, these uh, match against Richards was was really good as well. Um, Again, that was sort of a, a lot, sort of uh, you know, story-based rather than the actual action. But uh, that was a really good, good match, and hopefully that he can continue his uh, his, his good title defenses uh, in this one. Uh, as I said, I don't think there's any chance, in my opinion, that Mark wins this. I mean, aside from a stupid heel turn and him joining Scum, which would make zero sense, uh, I don't see him winning the belt. I mean, is, is there any chance he's winning? I'll give him a point zero three four percent chance. So, no, there isn't any chance of him winning. Uh, but regardless of that, it should be a great match. Uh, the whole show, I mean, it looks 
It looks really good. I mean, the three title matches all should be should be good. Steen and Hardy, I'm looking forward to. Uh, Strong and Cole and Algin and Champa should be fantastic. And even the Wolves and uh, ACH and TD Thomas uh, should be great as well. The only one I'm not, you know, not looking forward to is BJ Whitmer and, and Mike Bennett. And you know, often these sort of matches can exceed your expectations. So, yeah, from top to bottom, the card it looks pretty strong. I mean, what do you think about it? I agree. I'm looking forward to pretty much every match, but the BJ Whitmer Mike Bennett match. If you had to pick this on paper, which match is going to be the best of the show? Which would you pick? Um. That's a tough one. Um, I'm tempted to go for the Wolves and, and ACH and TG Thomas just because of how much I'm, I've just been loving ACH recently. I think his matches have just been brilliant and the Wolves are always great. Uh, but then you can easily make that, say, Strong and Cole. I think Strong and Cole will be fantastic. So uh, I think there's about three or four matches that could easily be match of the night. So it'll be interesting to see how they all pan out and hopefully uh, we'll have a good show. So that's next Saturday, uh, well, well, Saturday night, Um June the 22nd, 5 p.m. Eastern Bell Time, uh, 14.99 I believe, uh, on iPay-per-view from uh, the Dewburns Arena in Baltimore. And the uh, the next day will be uh, they'll be back at the Dewburns for a TV taping with uh, a couple of really big matches. Uh, well, we're only going to talk about a couple of the the matches because there haven't been that many uh, announced anyway. But the the two that really uh, you know have massive ramifications for the company, and that's. Vader Scott against Mischief. Um, massive uh, match. Can't wait for that. I mean, uh, you know, Vader Scott's making an in-ring debut against Mischief, who, uh, you know, they haven't been getting on recently. I mean, this could be the beginning of the uh, summer of the Women of Honor. So, they seem to be building the division around Mischief, correct? I don't really know what they're doing. I, I guess so. She's the only sort of permanent women's wrestler they have, really, isn't she? I don't think she's all that good. Like uh, I, I have yet uh, to enjoy. Like I, I, I'm not a huge fan of women's wrestling, but I can enjoy some of their matches, and I have yet to enjoy one of her matches. I think it's because she just squashes everybody. No, I even like no, like it's when she's on offense, the match is just terrible. When her opponent's on offense, the match seems to get better. I mean, I think everybody knows my my attitude towards women's wrestling. But to be honest, recently I've not really minded a lot of the matches. You know, the, the match in Texas between um, Athena and... Was it, I think her name was Barbie Hayden, the, the uh, woman making her debut. I think Athena's pretty good. I I think she's good. I like her finisher. Uh, but yeah, I, similar to you, I'm not a big fan of Mischief. Uh, yeah, I suppose it'll be interesting to see how Vader Scott does in, in the ring. I'm, I'm just glad they haven't put this on iPay-Per-View. Um, but of course, the the two matches we're talk, talking about, the big matches aren't isn't that one. Um, you've also got a grudge match, Tommaso Ciampa against QT Marshall, which is a, basically just a right after this feud or whatever it is, just to uh, have Ciampa squash him. Hopefully, uh, the two matches, uh, the big matches are Ring of Honor World Title match, Jay or Mark Briscoe, which looks like it's Jay Briscoe defending against Matt Hardy. This We've could already be. Heard. We've already heard Harry take the stand earlier that Matt Hardy is going to be the Ring of Honor World Champion. I keep changing my mind. Every week I seem to... like Right, right this minute I'm going to say no, he's not going to be the next World Champion. But then I think he is. <laughs> I still think he will be, but not here. And I'm not sure why I think that. I think if they're going to give Hardy the belt, it's got to happen here. It has to happen here. If he gets another match, nobody's going to care at that point. I just think with, you know, the Steel Cage Warfare match, and if Hardy wins, does it really matter then if Carino's, bu- you know, Booker? I suppose they could have the whole sort of storyline of Carino not booking any title matches and Hardy sort of holding the world title hostage. I suppose that would make a decent sort of story. Um, well, wouldn't it be much of the same short story that Kevin Steen was trying to tell last year? <laughs> yeah, but I mean that didn't really work because you know Scum last year when it was just Jacobs, Carino, and Steen just didn't do anything. That, I mean that wasn't their fault; it was the, completely the booking. But um, I, I still can't make my mind up. Uh, so, I mean, do you think Matt Hardy's winning the bout then? I am going to go. My 
gut says yes, but my heart says no. That sounds like a really <laughs> bad lyric to a country song. But I'm going I think to... everybody's heart's saying no, but I think a lot I'm... of people's guts yeah, are saying yes. I think I've been the, on the leader of the Matt Hardy train for the world title for a long time. And I think I'm going to step off the train and say, I'm going to say Matt Hardy wins the title. I'm going to say Matt Hardy wins the title. Oh. It's, it's so hard. I, think, I know. That, it's... That, but that's what I think makes it so great that you can't predict. And I think Ring of Honor's done a great job at building Matt Hardy up to the title, but still making Jay Briscoe look like he has a chance to win. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah, making it unpredictable, which been, I think is yeah. amazing. I think that's what you know. Delirious has done a great job over the last sort of six months, or well, yeah, the whole of this year really. Is that he's made things a lot more unpredictable than they were under Cornet. I think a lot, you know, things were just too predictable under Cornet and predictably bad. But at least now that you know, when we were discussing the you know best in the world card, there was quite a few matches where we just didn't really know who was going to win. And I think that's the best. You know, that's when wrestling's at its best when you don't know what's going to happen and you you know you're guessing. Uh, so I think yeah, as you say, you know, Delirious has booked Matt Hardy well. Um, as I said before, I don't particularly dislike him. Uh, I think they've, you know, in in his role, he's good, and I, I still think he's going to be world champion. But then I think, would that just be a terrible mistake to make? I, I, I just, don't think so. I think it has to be a short reign. <laughs> yeah, it has to be, and I can go, I kind of get why they'd be, why they'd do it on TV because, you know, if this was live on iPay per view and it was a main event and Matt Hardy won and the last thing you saw on Ring of Honor pay per view was Matt Hardy holding the world title in the air, I don't think a lot of fans would be very happy. So. Nobody, yeah, I don't think anybody would pay to see Matt Hardy win the title, but people will pay to see Matt Hardy lose the title. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's okay. Yeah, I'm going with Matt Hardy winning the title. So all all, all three of us think Matt Hardy will be world Ring of Honor world champion come Sunday evening. Um, so yeah. Never thought I'd say that in a million years. When no, we started I, I know. It's it's a, it'll be a sad day, but it's something we'll have to live with. Uh, and the main event of the show, um, which we what we discussed when it was first uh, announced, it's going to be the return of Steel Cage Warfare as Team Ring of Honor, which has now been announced as B.J. Whitmer, Jay Lethal, Michael Algin, and Jay or Mark Briscoe, whoever uh, loses at Best in the World, versus Team Scum which will obviously be Jimmy Jacobs, Rhett Titus, Cliff Compton, and Rhino. Um, I think they're pretty predictable teams, aren't they? I think everyone could have kind of guessed those. Uh, yeah. I mean, I suppose the question is, does... I mean, if, if Scum wins, we've we've heard that Steve Carino is going to be, uh, become matchmaker, take over Nigel McGuinness, uh, McGuinness's job. If Team Ring of Honor wins, Scum are done, basically. Um, I, just, I just can't see this storyline ending here. I think... It, it was built up so much that they're going to want to get more mileage out of it. I still think final battle will probably be the, the end point. Um, I mean, can you see Scum losing this match? I kind of can see Scum losing this match. I don't think it's going to happen, but I have a feeling there's a slight chance this could be the blow-off to the whole Scum angle because I, I don't know why. It just feels that way to me. And I think that even if Hardy does win the title... Steve Carino could still be his mouthpiece, kind of, and go along with him and kind of leave the scum members behind. Because is, is anybody really going to miss Rhett Titus or Cliff Compton that much? No. Rhino's, Rhino's not around much enough to be missed at this point. So the only person who might be hurt by that would be Jimmy Jacobs. But I, I do think that scum is going to win, and I, which may lead to a match at final battle between... I know McGinnis said he's never going to wrestle again, but I could see this storyline making McGinnis kind of rethink that McGinnis versus Carino at final battle for like control of the company or something like that. Yeah, I think definitely a McGinnis Carino match will possibly happen down the line, which is, I just think there's so much of this story to go that I just can't see, ha- you know, ending here. I think they'll be still, uh, I, th- I think maybe they'll have to come up with something sort of to extend the story because I think it's sort of running out of gas a bit now I think it needs a bit more of interest maybe that's Matt Hardy winning the world title maybe that's someone else coming back and joining Scum uh, I still think Colt Cabana would be a great guy to have in there uh, with, with uh, you know joining Scum but it looks unlikely that he's ever going to come back so uh, I don't know how they're going to extend it but I think it will keep going I, I still think Final Battle will be the, the end point but um, I mean this match should be great you know Steel Cage Warfare is 
you know, I think this is the fourth time in the community's history that this is gonna this match will, will take place. First time ever on TV. Hopefully, I'll dedicate a whole uh, TV show just to this match because I can see it going quite you know quite a while. Um, but yeah, should be a great match. And the the TV tablings, you know, it, it's probably one of the big. Well, it's definitely the biggest one so far. I mean, world title match where the the title, you know, looks likely they could change hands and a match really that determines the future of the company. So uh, I know that they've been getting relatively disappointing attendances for the, the double shots, especially on the TV tapings the day after the DI pay-per-views. I know uh, the Chicago one that they did pretty badly. Um, so, you know, by doing this, I, I can see a lot of people wanting to go to the TV tapings as well as the I pay-per-view. So hopefully the attendance will be good and it will look really good on TV. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll be having uh, spoilers on Sunday. So, Keep checking Ring of Honor, well, RH World even. I can't even remember our own website name. RHworld.com for uh, spoilers. The show starts at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so by Sunday evening, we'll know if Matt Hardy is the new Ring of Honor World cha- Champion. So that's uh, the that's next weekend uh, sort of previewed. Uh, Best in the World on Saturday and TV tapings on Sunday. Uh, we'll now discuss some of the topics you've sent in. Um Unfortunately, Harry's away talking to the investors, so we don't have any music to transition. Don't but... we? Oh, don't we? There you go. We do have music. Uh, and we'll go straight into some questions from the forum. Uh, Spanky on you asks, can Rhett Titus become the new junkyard dog? <laughs> Maybe the yes. new British bulldog. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, junkyard dog would work. That's brilliant. Well done, Spanky. It's brilliant. Uh, can Ring of Homies, as Carino put it, put a stop to scum? I'm not sure if you saw that. That was on last week's TV show. Um, when uh, that's when S- Steve Carino and Scum were sort of t- telling McGuinness that he wasn't fair, that he didn't have title shots, and then. McGuinness, uh, Jay Lethal and CNC came to the ring and as CNC and Jay Lethal got into the ring, Karina said, what is this, ring of homies? Which, <laughs> and, then, and then the crowd started shouting, that was racist, which I thought on was brilliant. The, yeah, on the uh, Relentless show, the show that was taped for for Road Rage, yeah. Kevin Kelly was not there for commentary. It was... You lucky it, thing. It was Steve Carino and Joe Drumbrowski, I think that's how yeah. you say his name. Commentary was worlds better with them too than with Kevin Kelly. I've never been a Kevin Kelly hater or anything, but good God, it was just so much better without him there. Oh, they, I mean, the, the Texas show was absolutely brilliant. Apart from the fact that Kevin Kelly was on commentary on his own all night. And it, it was, it was tough. I mean, uh, at certain points I did want to just sort of mute it, but I managed to get through it there. It was a shame because the action in the ring was brilliant, but yeah, this you know we we all know how average Kevin Kelly is. As you say, I've never been a Kevin Kelly hater. I know not as much as people are, but I suppose when you do listen to other people, uh, you do realise how poor Kevin Kelly really is. Um, next question from Spanky on you still. Uh, does what? Oh, okay, I get it now. Does the man like Hoopla Hutty look more believable than Matt Taven? <laughs> I, I I would rather fight Matt Taven than that Hoopla Hattie, to be honest. Yeah, she kind of I'd, scares me a little bit. I'd have a, I'd have much more of a chance of beating Matt Taven. Um, KL underscore. Um, what I wrote last week in Polish was greetings from Poland, and I must say you pronounced it very well, so you can be proud of yourself. And Harry should give you a raise. Unfortunately, Harry's not here to to hear that. But I'll, maybe I'll, he's off talking to the investors. To negotiate yeah. money for a raise for you. Yeah, that's that. That probably is. Uh, Tell me if you want more exercises like this in the future. Of course, I'd love to uh, speak more Polish. I'm a big fan of of, of Poland. Uh, first question: Tell us what you have bought from the ROH shop. Do you want my uh, bank account details and sort code as well? This is a bit of a stalky question. Um, I've bought things. I've bought DVDs. That's about it. Yeah, I bought quite a few DVDs. Uh, Obviously, you know, me and John buy a lot of the View on Demand shows. Uh, I bought quite a few T-shirts, not that much recently, because a lot of the recent T-shirts I think look look pretty crap. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've recently I've been like buying a lot of the older Ring of Honor DVDs, obviously from like eBay and people off the forum, um, rather than sort of recent shows. But uh, next question, I think at episode 100, Harry and Steven are going to be destroyed by scum because John is scum's mysterious agent. And at episode 101, John will say hello and welcome to Scumcast. Harry and Steven, are you afraid? Well, I wasn't, but now you've said that. And I, you know, Johnny's the American bearded nightmare. He's Ring of Honor, uh, RH cast number one heel. So that could happen. I don't think I'm allowed to comment on my future plans. <laughs> uh, do you think one day Matt Sydal will return? Um, I think hopefully? out of all the, the uh, former Ring of Honor wrestlers who have gone on the WWE, I think he could be the one that returns. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really keep up with WWE. Is he still there? I mean, is he on TV still? Or? Um, he's either injured or out on or uh, suspended for. I know he get he gets suspended related. a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, so 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 I don't think he's been on TV for quite a while. And if I know he's had trouble with suspension over drug problems, so maybe if he do, you know, maybe that will lead to them releasing him. So I think, yeah, as John said, of all the guys that have gone on to WWE, I think he's the most likely to return. And if he did get released, I think there probably is a decent chance that he'd maybe not come back full time, but he'd definitely come back for for some shows. That would be, uh, that'd be good. Uh, I always struggle with your name. Don Kit RK 99 says, who do you want to see Paul London face on August the 3rd, assuming that Algin is preoccupied with becoming world champion that night? Yeah, if you didn't know, he's returning at the uh, show at the Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto. Um, he was supposed to have the match against Algin the day after um, Border Wars, but because of the concussion he sustained against Davy Richards, that wasn't possible. Uh, Algin would be a great match, I think. Uh, I think Paul London against ACH. I think anybody against ACH would be a great match. I, think... I was thinking Paul London versus Adam Cole would be great too. Yeah, that would be great. I think Paul London could have a great match with a lot of people on the roster. Hopefully he'll come back sort of, maybe if not full time, you know, come back a, a lot more regularly because um, he looked really good against David Richards and obviously he'll only get better once he uh, has more matches. So, yeah, glad to see Paul London back again. Uh, Falca Pat asks, do you guys prefer promos cut in front of the sets RH used to use, the red lockers or the tart with the RH logo on it, or the kind they're doing now with wrestlers backstage at shows or outside? It don't uh, matter to me. Wherever no, I don't really. I don't particularly like them being outside because a lot of the time that it's it can be windy and you can't really understand a lot of what they're saying. I remember that one Red Titus promo where it was quite windy and all you could hear was like the odd dog and then a lot of wind. You couldn't really hear much. So uh, I think inside's fine. I don't. I don't really care what they're standing in front of to be honest. Uh, out of Alabama Attitude, Mike Seidel, Silas Young, Adam Page, and Pepper Parks, who do you think has the brightest future in ROH? Well, Silas Young is under contract, I believe, and he's yet to be used since signing his contract. Yeah, I know they've um, announced him for a, a lot of the future shows, so I think he'll be featuring more. Uh, Adam so, Page looks good as well. Yeah, I think Silas Young, and if he's ever used again, and Adam Page are the, had the two brightest futures. And Adam Page is, is, I know Silas Young's about, I think he's over 30, but Adam Page is, is, I think he's even younger than Adam Cole, so I think he's got a lot of time to develop. Pepper Parks looked, uh, he looked okay. I know he uh, had a match with Matt Taven, uh, Proving Grand Race, and that was, it was decent, but I think there are probably better people out there. Uh, Mike Seidel has, has, he's he impressed me recently. He's, he's, his match against uh, Carlo Riley at the, the Texas show was actually really good. And I, I think he's one of those guys that is good for now and again, but I'm not sure he'd really work as a believable guy on the roster. I don't think he'd be winning many matches, but he's definitely a good guy to have in there to have a good match with someone. Uh, Robber Reed, what card are you most excited for? Best in the world or the days following following TV taping? What is your most anticipated match from the double shot? Uh, we sort of previewed them, but I think best in the world just because we know more of the matches. And most anticipated match? Uh, probably the Steel Cage Warfare, just because... Obviously, Steel Cage Warfare. Yeah, still goes Warfare, and it sort of decides the com- you know future of the company. So it's a pretty big match. Uh, what are your thoughts on the booking of Adrenaline Rush versus American Wars Best in the World? There seems to be some very differing opinions here on the forums. Uh, again, we've already sort of discussed that, but 
I think it'll be a great match. You know, neither team was doing anything else, so why not just give us a fantastic match on iPad view? I don't think uh, no, nobody's a loser here. I think American Wars will win, but ACH and TD Thomas will still look great, so everyone wins. Uh, I don't see the problem with it personally. Um, uh, have we got any more on the forum? No, I don't think so. We've got one on Facebook. Uh, it's from Drew. He says, Hi guys, I wondered if you heard last week's Art of Wrestling with Kevin Steen. He talks quite openly about the Cornet days and how Cornet wasn't into him. I just wanted to get your thoughts on the interview if you've heard it. Also, I thought Cabana came off poorly since RH wanted him back, but Cabana seems to, be, seems to be petty about going back. He seems to think he's a bigger deal than he possibly is. I also thought he came off like a moron when Steen said he got a percent of his merch sales from ROH and Cabana didn't like him plugging their web store. Again, I thought Cabana came off poorly and sounded like a hypocrite at times. I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. Keep up the good work. I look forward to the show every week to keep me updated on ROH. Well, thank you for the kind words. Uh, have you listened to the Art of Wrestling, John? I have actually listened to the Art of Wrestling. I did as well. I listened to it yesterday on my, my way to work. So, um, I I didn't think Cabana came off that bad. Um but it was interesting to note that Ring of Honor have sort of reached out to him recently about coming was, back. Yeah, that was just an interesting point to me that they have actually contacted him to wrestle for him and he turned them down. And it's annoying as well that, you know, there are guys, I mean, Kevin Steen was sort of, you know, as he said in Art of Wrestling that he was in the sort of same boat as, you know, Cabana. He, he wasn't liked by Cornette, you know, he was told to take time off, you know, when under contract, which isn't, you know, nice for the guy in, in involved um but he's you know now he's he's probably the best thing in ring of honor and you know delirious he's obviously well i should imagine he's very good friends with cabana he was in ring of honor with him for for a long time and obviously wants him back uh so you know when cabana's got friends telling him how much better it is now and how you know much like it's like the old days why he's still sort of just burying his head in the sand and saying no i think he's been a bit uh i think it's just his ego I think he comes across as pretty egotistical, and uh, I think he probably does think he's bigger than what he is. Uh, I still like to see him back. I don't t- particularly enjoy Cabana that much in the ring, but I think he'd definitely fit into the scum angle well. Um, and even if he, you know, didn't get involved in that uh, angle, just coming back would would be good in my opinion because he's got, you know, he has got a big fan base, and you know, he's, he's just he was always one of those guys, sort of, you know, when you thought of Ring Cabana, you thought of Colt Cabana, didn't you? So. It'd be nice to see him back. Uh, I, I think he sounded like he was sort of coming a, coming around. Uh, you know, he wasn't as negative as he has been in the past. I mean, do, you, do you think it's possible we'll, we'll see him return anytime soon? I think it's possible. I understand where he's coming from, where he doesn't want to sign a contract, because we've seen how those, that kind of works out for guys in the past. So, in that, I, in that sense, I understand why he doesn't want to come back. If he can come back without signing the contract, I absolutely think he would. But he said on this week's latest edition, I think he interviewed Dave Meltzer, where, where he said like all he's thought about that interview with Steen and about how like he's afraid, like wondering if he came off bitter or anything. And he, so it's, it's something he's given a lot of thought to. And I can't remember if he said anything about him giving a return to Ring of Honor thought, but he, he said he was kind of dwelling on the interview a bit because of how he thought he came across talking about Ring of Honor. Yeah, well, I'd say that's good. He he does sound like he is coming uh, around. It would it would be nice to see him back. Uh, I think he could, uh, you know, af- after the break he's had, he could come back and hopefully be a bit fresher because I know towards the end of his last run he was sort of quite stale and his matches weren't weren't great because uh, we've seen them all before. But after this break, it come back and be quite interesting. Um, I think that's all the topics you've had sent in this week. Thanks a lot for those. Uh, so that's the end of the show. Harry's still talking with the investors. So uh, me and John will leave you. Uh, Saturday, best in the world. We've previewed it. Uh, we will do a review of the show um, afterwards and also uh, discuss the spoilers. Um, if you want to know the spoilers, they will be on our website on Sunday. Um, and yeah, I don't know if anything else to say, John. I'm not sure if... Um, we'll else? have a, we'll have a live report going with the pay-per-view as it goes. Yeah, we'll be so, live tweeting on our uh, RH underscore world. We'll have live uh, results on the on the website, rhworld.com. There'll be discussion on the forum. The forums get really busy on, on iPay-per-view, so that, that'd be uh, interesting if you want to talk to other people about the show, rhworld.com slash forum. And we'll have spoilers on the website on uh, Sunday from the TV tapings, and we'll be doing a RH cast uh, review of 
of the pay-per-view sometime the following week. I'm not sure when exactly, but uh, we'll definitely get one up for you. Um, I think that's it. Um, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, thank you to John. Uh, thank you for having me, and I hope the readers and listeners of the ROH cast uh, will enjoy the changes of ROHworld.com moving forward. Yeah, we hope to uh, continue the, the site going as, you know, giving you uh, good content like we, we always have and hope that you uh, continue to enjoy the site. And hopefully Harry will be back with us next week when he's stopped talking to the investors. So uh, we'll see you all next week. <laughs>